Uh, sidebar, how bougie is it up here? It's so cool. I would get drunk and say words I shouldn't up here. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick which word. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Welcome to episode number four of Doing It Our Way. And producer Justin, I... I must say, this one is a special one it is. for me personally. It really is. Don't mean to take some shine off you because I've been enjoying your, your commentary That's okay. and, and direction, but I had to take a little bit of a hold on this one because right now we are podcasting from Ivory's in Green Bay on Washington Street. Tyler's our bartender. He's a great guy. In case people are like, well, what's Ivory's? Listen, it used to be the old Libertine. That's what it used to be called. I don't know how long it was called that, but as far back as I can remember, it's been Libertine. Okay. But now it is Ivory's Piano Bar, and they have live music. And we're here to do something that they call music comedy. One word, music comedy. So they're going to combine music from a band that they bring in, as well as comics are going to interject every once in a while. So they'll do a couple songs. A comic will go up. We'll do 10 minutes. And what makes this special to me, also, we're, we're like in the VIP area really right are. now. It's wow. nice. Yeah. I feel like we're, Al Capone or I something. I know. We're overlooking, <laughs> we're overlooking the bar right now. It's a very like lounge setting. Yeah, I like it. Somebody forgot their high heels here. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, you I don't know what size they are, but they're black <laughs> and they look like they have a strap on them. I didn't look that closely. But this is a very... Nice setup. Very, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I've never uh, been here. I, I'm familiar with the area just from when we've come down here before, and never, never been in here. But I'm glad that I have now. And it is right across the street from the parking lot next to Herberts and Gerberts. And I cannot ever remember what that, where all the statues are called. Mm, right. But yeah. people will know what I'm talking about. Yep. So it's just off that corner. We're gonna bring some comics up, some other people that are performing here tonight. Very excited about that. But before we do that, Justin, is there anything that you wanted to get into, or do you want to wait until after? Yeah, we can wait until after. You want to wait until after? Let's get to the. All right, let's just dive right in. Let me see who's available. All right, here with Ross Rooster Huff. How's it going? Doing it our way podcast. Your first time on this because we literally just revived it about a month ago. Oh, right on. Like, how, uh, how long were you guys doing it before that? Uh, we were doing it for about six months. Took a two and a half year hiatus. Yeah. You know how things happen like that. Oh, yeah. But, Ross, I wanted to get into this. Uh, you really took on the project of putting music comedy together here at Ivory's. What made you do that, I guess? Um, actually, uh when I was reaching out, it was to uh, Little Jamaica to uh, get a showcase going there. And they connected me uh, with Rob, the owner here. And um, he actually was the one that was like, hey, why don't we try combining music and comedy? I'm like, I love it. Let's try it. So that was kind of something that we tried to figure out how it would work and uh, figured alternating like comedy and music, um, doing like two comedians and then like the band coming up doing two, three songs and then going back and forth between that and then um, having that energy kind of shift but in the same breath like having comedians that's able to take that and run with that too because it's definitely a different ball game than your normal showcase. It really is and I just, I got the format wrong before, I'm sorry, because we did this a couple months ago and before it was band, comedian, band, comedian and now we're going to try 
two comedians in between the band. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so at what, uh, and like last time we we had two comedians up too. Kind of worked out that way, just because uh, we figured if we gave everyone like ten minutes apiece, we figured like an hour of comedy, and then the rest would be music. That's right. Um, which I mean, actually, it was a little bit more than an hour. Um, it was run as like a uh, like an open mic the first time though, because I didn't really know how it was going to turn out, especially with like tips and stuff um, because it was tip driven but the people in Green Bay here tip very well so yeah yeah they did it was like the second most I've ever made from a show and I didn't expect anything from it now let's get into Ross how long you've been doing comedy how long have you been on the scene um a little over two years now like officially in the comedy scene I did stuff through um, different organizations and stuff um, like a camp I go to I had been like running the campfire and entertainment there and that's like 138 kids and 50 to 60 adults there at any given time but it's a totally different ball game well, like I would that. say I would say you <laughs> can't play some of your songs by yeah, the way Ross no. plays guitar and does comedy so he's multi-faceted in that way but yeah, yeah. Uh, performing for kids versus what this show <laughs> is going to be yeah, yep. it's got to be totally a whole different, different ball game yep what made you decide to combine the guitaring with comedy did was it kind of uh like maybe i was a I, shitty musician and a, <laughs> and a shitty comic and i found out if i combine the two it actually works <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know all right wait wait to stay true to yourself <laughs> on that one ross like, i thoroughly enjoyed that by the way this place isn't it awesome i, I love I mean, it here we I, said yeah, it in the yeah. in the intro but the fact that we're able to record up in their VIP area yeah. gives you a whole different perspective about the layout and just the vibe of this place. Definitely, I, I love the vibe here. It, it it feels like a piano lounge, like that's and that's what it's advertised as, you it, know. But it's still, it's like you're. It, it's a casual piano lounge yeah. because there's no dress code. Exactly, you can come as you are. Like and enjoy the lounge. environment that they provide. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy that. So, Ross, really need to get into the nuggets. What makes you and how you combine that into being a comedian? I don't know. I've just always, like, growing up, I've always, uh, like, my my dad and always had quite the sense of humor on him. I don't want to, I suppose I like, have the other, other people's expense kind of goofing around with them, you know, giving them crap and stuff like that. But I, that's actually where music kind of came around for me, too, on that was, uh, watching my dad like sing karaoke and stuff and I went to that camp like I was talking about and um, I ended up picking up a guitar after that. I, I played drums first though. Mm. I always wanted to be up front, all, all eyes on me, attention kind of a thing because uh, that's the way I was in class too when I was a kid. I was always a class clown trying to push whatever boundaries I could with that. Normally, going far beyond the boundaries and getting in quite a bit of trouble. So, <laughs> well, that never makes too sense. Bad. And then one day you woke up, tripped, and fell ass backwards into this wonderful comedy scene that we've yeah. got going on here in Northeast oh, Wisconsin been, in general. Yeah, I've been eyeing it up. I mean, like back when Comedy Quarter was around, like I remember thinking about doing it. Avery was my daughter. She was just a little girl at that time. And I just, I, I kind of threw the idea around there in my head, but never really jumped on it because, well, I just didn't feel like I'd be good enough to do it or anything. I didn't even go to the open mics, which I, I should have at that time, you know. I, I just avoided them altogether. But um, I knew about them, and I knew of some of the people that were getting into it. And when I came back around, I saw, like, my cousin, like, Cody Krapodlowski, and then, like, uh, Dan Carr and stuff, yep. too. I, uh, those guys I, I knew from going to Menasha High School and seeing them, like, post on social media about the stuff. And I was like, oh, these guys, they're doing it, and they're having a lot of fun. And I, I remember joking around with these guys, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, Cody's like a second cousin to me. So I, one of those things, like, I remember the first, I finally 
my buddy Tommy was the one I like go to open mic, so I did at uh, Cimarron when they had theirs there. And, yeah, uh, that's, I remember that very vaguely. Yeah, it was an interesting <laughs> one. And its birth when it first set started, it picked up quite a bit of steam. And there was like actually quite a bit of people that showed up there. I remember Greg Freeze was hosting the one I first went to, and he was very adamant on like, you should give this a go. Like this was on my bucket list, and I'm so happy I started doing it. And so. look at you go now. You've got plenty of shows. I think you're making up for time lost. Oh, by the way, I want to get this right before we wrap it up here with you. At Ross Huff Comedy. That's where yep. they can find you on socials. Yep. At Ross Huff Comedy. Hey, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll have a killer one. Yeah, thank you. We've got another comedian that's here on the show at Ivory's, Jim Barry. Here I am. The oldest young man that I know. And thank you. I try my best. <laughs> this is uh, my first podcast. I'm very excited. Uh, I can't wait to say something that's going to ruin my career forever. <laughs> <laughs> or ours, you yeah, know, whatever. Hopefully. I mean, you know, there's three people on the line here, Jim. I mean, yeah, I would feel really good if I, if something I said tonight took this podcast down. Yeah, I just <laughs> or, ruined it. Or just brought it to a whole different level. Yeah, hopefully. I, I'm hoping for that one. This will be the new Legion of Skanks by the end of tonight. <laughs> no. Jim, how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, about two years now, maybe a little over two years. I've heard that there's that rule because of the pandemic that, you know, we can kind of shave that off. Yeah, well, not including pandemic time, I'm two years. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, with okay. pandemic time, I'm like two and a half. Okay, so you were counting that in there. Listen, yeah. Jim is a very smart man. He I am what, a very smart man. He fella. knows what he's doing. I think I started, yeah, about three years ago. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And mm -hmm. how did you just wake up one day and you're like, hey, I'm going to do this? Um, well, I mean, when I was a wee lad, I would uh, listen to Dane Cook and um, imagine that it was me doing it. And then uh, when I was a sophomore in college, about like five or six years ago, I did it once back in Illinois, but I just never had the courage to do it again. And then uh, I got dumped uh, after like a long-term relationship, and I was like, "Fuck it, what do I have to lose?" And I'm, gonna, I just I'm just gonna bear it all on stage. Yeah, no, I just went up <laughs> sta on stage, and I was real depressed. I went back and I've listened to some of those clips, and uh, boy, is it depressing. Like some of the things aren't. It's like nothing I'm saying is depressing, but you can just hear it in my voice. You can like, just, I am yeah, not you can doing tell well. by your demeanor and all. Yeah, that. yeah, because like that. some of those bits I even still do now, but they did not do well then. <laughs> Well, it's all about the attitude and how yeah, you present it, too. For sure. It's been awesome uh, being a part of the scene, the, the comedy scene with you and mm -hmm. with Ross and amongst others that will be a part of this. I just uh, wanted to also say, or uh, ask, not say, ask, I guess, what's your inspiration for what you bring to the stage? Is it just kind of like everyday life or... You seem like a very opinionated person to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my parents always said I should be a lawyer, but um, I'm extremely lazy. Uh, so comedy <laughs> is the next best thing. Yeah, I have a lot of opinions, and it's it's usually just me yelling at my car or something. Uh, and I figured I could try to make a career out of it. <laughs> well, you're um, doing well. I didn't mean that in, in no, any I, negative sense. No, I didn't take it that way. <laughs> you know, it's just a, just a long-standing joke that's mm -hmm. a little inside there. Is there anything that you would like to say? You know, I'd like to give you the opportunity to say anything that's on your mind about what's happening within the comedy scene here? I mean, the comedy scene looks a lot different from when I started. I'd say when I first began, it was a little more standoffish. A lot of those guys aren't really around anymore. They've either moved or have, don't do it as much. But, uh, I mean, Skyline used to be, pre-pandemic, the crowds were a lot bigger. Uh, and it was a crowd of people that had been doing it a lot longer. Like, I probably was doing it for about six months before people would even acknowledge I was in the room. But that, versus now, fair. we're a much, I think, a much more friendly atmosphere. I, think, I mean, it's a great scene. I think it's a great group of guys. Everyone's very supportive. 
I, I agree as well. And then, like, one last thing before we wrap it up here is, I know you said your parents said, hey, Jimmy should be a lawyer or mm-hmm. whatever. But you weren't, like, a young lad, as you said, and said, you know what? I want to get up there yeah. and make people laugh. That was not on the radar until... No. I mean, my parents still don't really know how much I do this, to be honest. They think it was some kind of little hobby, I think. Yeah, I bring it up, and they kind of just, like, don't don't listen. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's. I think those are the parents of anyone who's an artist. <laughs> because Probably. this is an art. I know people yeah. don't look at it as an art, but it, it's much like when I went to uh, music school. They're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> well, they, they've raised two people that sell insurance and a, now a photographer and I guess a comic. So, you know, hey, we, we went well, one just way or another. Just, the, the bell curve there just... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I yeah, I don't know if it was that I wanted to make people laugh more than I just loved being the center of attention. I'm just deeply needy. We are uh, two for two on that right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> Ross, Ross said the same thing. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I think it's a common thread. It yeah. is because we would make it three for three with yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I'm the youngest of four and um, not was never very oh. well uh, known in school. So like, you know, there's just you but I wanted f- to be. You had to fight for that attention. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, and I fight for it. Uh, four nights a week. And I believe people can find you on social media at Jim Dingleberry. At Jim Dingleberry on Twitter and Instagram and uh, just good old Jim Barry on Facebook. And once again, that is Jim Dingleberry. I just wanted to say that again because I thoroughly enjoy it. Hey, thanks for your time, Jim. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. All right. Up next, we've got the very energetic, my goodness, the the energy this man oozes. (laughs) Incredible. Alex Morris. Thank you. <laughs> there it is. I love it. Alex, how long have you been in the comedy scene? Um, just a little over three years. It'll be four years, I believe, in December. All I really remember about my, com- my early comedy years is that I started literally like right after my 30th birthday. It was kind of like a bucket list thing for me, just, just to give it a try. You're like, I'm hitting 30. I got to start knocking things off my bucket list. Exactly. That's pretty much what it was. There's nothing wrong with that. I waited a little bit too long, but I'm glad that you're in it because (laughs) every time that I see you, you're killing it. You're killing it, my man. Oh, well, thank you, dude. I I try to stay humble about it because... Uh, I, I can tell. I, I really do because I realize that, you know, there are so many other comics out there who I look at as, like, I don't want to say rivals, but, like, they definitely spur me to do better. There's something in that, too, because if you get too comfortable with how well you're doing, then you kind of lose that drive. Exactly. I was actually listening to, like, it was actually, it was funny, it was a sports podcast, and they were talking about how, like, things that come naturally to people, like, they just become assholes about it, but people got to work for it. Like, actually, like, they actually try harder, and they generally succeed more. Well, right. There's always talent versus determination. Exactly. That's exactly. that's what it is. I'm a big sports fan myself, so I've, I've uh, heard I that. I am not. Oh, I love sports. I was almost a sports journalist. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, um, but I couldn't be uh, as opinionated as I would like to be sometimes, and you know, I, I find that very hard per- to believe. I find that super hard to believe. <laughs> and, well, I, in a way that I'd want to be, because you know, you have to be super clean. Uh, okay. And you okay. Can't be too controversial, you know, this and that. Not that I am, but um, I certainly do like to drop an f bomb every once in a while, and I, I don't think I could handle I, that. I personally at- think that sports should allow that because that's how the way the fans talk. Why oh, yeah. not have the announcers talk? Oh, and like you that? know, the players on the field are doing the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the coaches, for sure. <laughs> oh, you know, for sure. So let's steer back into uh, the comedy scene. 
here in Northeast Wisconsin because we are once again here at Ivory's in Green Bay, Washington Street, downtown Green Bay. Your first time here. Yes. yes. What's your impression? It's a great place. I got to admit, like, I'm even like, and maybe it's because like this is actually, this is a first for me because this is the first show that I'm doing 15 minutes on. So not only am I just floored by how beautiful the room is and everything, but just like, I feel like I really got to, really got to bring it today. And it's because of the format, because we're going to be interchanging with a band. That's right. So it's going to be an interruption of momentum each time that set changes. And that's an extra challenge. But you know what? I was here about two months ago when we first did this, and it turned out pretty damn successful. And I heard it was great. Yeah. And that gives me, like, I feel good. At, like, yeah, I'm nervous, but I feel good about it. Like, I feel confident. If you just go up there and you do your thing like you always do, you'll be just fine. Now, I know we talked about how this was like a bucket list type of situation for you. Yeah. But was this ever a passion, like maybe a dream or something that you've always wanted to do? Yes, actually it was. I remember the first time I tried to write a joke, I was 19 years old. I was still in college and I was working at a movie theater and I remember scribbling down my first joke on a piece of scrap paper and trying to read it in front of my manager and he hated it. It was terrible. He kind of gave me that look like, don't quit your day job. Well, written word versus how you perform it on stage because you could have something that doesn't look great on paper but you can deliver it well well i think the problem is that like back then all i really knew was college and high school that's all i knew that's now fair. that i'm older i've had some experiences some good and some bad and i like to incorporate that into what i do as i yeah. think anyone who's in this game as they get older their writing should also mature along with them Absolutely. you know that type of thing Alex, where can people follow you on social media, if you don't mind? If, if, if you don't want that, that's okay. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, on Instagram, I believe, I, I don't check my Instagram nearly as often as I should, but it's AlexMorris969. And, of course, I'm on Facebook. And, you know, if you ever want to add me as a friend on Facebook, I'm more than happy to add random people. I have no problem with that. But, yeah, that's where you can definitely find me. Unfortunately, I do not have a Twitter account or anything. I'm looking to expand on that. That's okay. Well, then people can look out for the same handle if it ever comes across them on Twitter or anything else. Alex, thank you for your time, my man. Thank you so much, Chuck. I really appreciate it. Next on the podcast, for doing it our way, we've got Jack Hazley. What up? How you doing, man? Always good. Uh, I've been asking people right off the cuff, like, what got you into the comedy scene? Fame and wealth? No, I don't know. <laughs> just, uh, just want to get sloppy rich, just filthy, you know? I or to buy... sloppy drunk, which one? <laughs> no, I can do one of those already. Um, no, I don't know. Just I always wanted to try it. It's just a matter of... Uh, getting in the right like life situation where it made sense because i knew when i started i wanted i knew i was like i'm gonna hit it as hard as i'm going to when i'm done i'm done so it's just like, i didn't want to start it if i knew like oh, i'm only gonna be able to do it for like six or seven months or like oh, i'm gonna half-ass it so kind of just always sat on it and then uh then i got married and i saw no movement in my future <laughs> like not not in like a not in like a sad like right, like right. Oh, i'll be in appleton for a while so uh, enough that i could start slinging it and uh yeah was this always something that you wanted to try and do? Was it like as a young child where you like, yeah? No. I thought I'd be a good soccer player, but <laughs> we, I am athletic as fuck. I yeah. might might have to dig up that YouTube video yeah. of you kicking field goals. <laughs> I mean, you can you can see where like the skill is though. You could be like, oh, with a different ball, that would have been really accurate. <laughs> no, I don't know. I always I mean I was always I think like a lot of people, I was always a, always a smart ass. <laughs> Just a cheeky little shit. So uh, I don't know, I kinda like it. I think I always knew I wanted to try it, you know? I think I'm like, ah, oh, you know, enough people are like, ah, oh, you should try it. And, you know, knowing that it's so different, 
you know, like being the funny guy in a group and actually do like formally presenting humor is such a different beast. Yes, um, it is. But I did it once or twice, and it just just fell in love. Got got the bug as bad as you can get it. And the first time I did it, I got booed off stage, and I'm like, I should do that again. And then I'm like, okay, I have <laughs> I have the mental problems to to, to persevere. So. To, to not care whether it's yeah. success or not. How long have you been in the scene? Pretty much three years now. Three years. Like, I mean, there's the weird technicality of like the the, the little break everyone had during COVID, but. Yeah, just for the sake of easiness, about three years. That seems to be about the average amount of time for everyone else that has been on here. I'm, I'm about a year and a half in, uh, but everyone else says they've been in it about three years. Yeah. In, in those three years, what do you think about the scene in the last three years? Man, it's, in the la- it's weird. You know, COVID's been like the worst time ever for any kind of like live performance. But coming out of it, I've seen, the scene has grown more than... Because when I started, there was just Skyline and Dairyland. And then Dairyland closed. So it was, it was literally just Skyline for a long time. And before that, there wasn't even Skyline. It was when the, there was the new owners that took over. But, but that was before my time. So, you know, it went from one to... And there's always been... There's always going to be the mic that like survives like a month to four months We've had a few here, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> not here, here. Um, no. But, you know, it, it, it's fun to see that there are a couple of mics that feel like they have a little bit of staying power, you know? So I think that helps it. And then also a lot of the younger comics, you know, even myself and you, and, and is, we started booking our own, not because we want to be prolific bookers by any means, uh, but it's just like, it's just we want to get shows. Yeah, we so want that's the opportunity. Of, and that's good. I think you need that. You need people who aren't in it for like the money or the fame. You know, it's you can always tell why, why people get into it, you know, and if you're in it for the right reason, I think you're in a great spot. So it's like, yeah, all these shows that, you know, sometimes they're true misery. And sometimes you want to go home and cut yourself in half. But like, <laughs> but like the, the fact that there are so many people now who are like trying to do their own show for no other reason than they just want to do have more stage time, want to do shows with people who they think deserve more stage time. So um, I think you need that just as much as anything else, you know, and obviously the club always helps. That helps add a little bit of legitimacy to the scene where it's like, kind of a fun metric but it's going great and it all it needs is is just more people to care you know but that's the hard part is like some people are like oh how do you get the scene to grow like you can't make someone care right you can try you can beg you can plead so there there is a good stable of people right now who are who give a shit who are putting in the effort and i think that's all a scene needs to exist and grow so i agree cool uh sidebar how bougie is it up here it's so cool I would get drunk and say words I shouldn't up here. (laughs) (laughs) You can pick which word. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's more to be subdued up here. Like you just lounge, have a cigar if you could smoke inside. Oh, you can definitely smoke up here. (laughs) You can smoke up here. If you guys are ever at Ivory's in Green Bay, you can smoke upstairs. You just have to exhale into the leather seats. (laughs) Oh. And then... We don't know when those have been cleaned, so, you know. Yeah, but you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, Fuck whatever. the next guy. <laughs> you're, you're golden. So as we're getting ready to do this show, one last thing, Jack. Uh, you want to give out your socials at all? Yeah. Uh, what the Chuck 99 Oh, no. God. I heard he's an awesome follower. Uh, yeah. Am I the first one to make that joke? No. Oh, no. Yes, you are. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry. Sweet. You are. Thank God. You're actually, Otherwise, you're, I'm like, cut this whole thing. You, you're like. ever the only one to ever <laughs> make that joke. <laughs> that joke's for me. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it's at Hazley Jack because I'm an author. You know, I'm not a comic. I'm I'm a literary uh, right. um, force, if you will. You don't write bits. You no. You write poetry. I do. Yes, I write art, really. And sometimes it's funny, but my main focus is the art, you know. And uh, I want my stuff to be printed and put in galleries. 
for uh, pretentious people to, to peruse. Well, maybe. Um, no, I think it's at Hazley Jack on Instagram. Uh, and then at uh, just Jack Hazley on YouTube. Uh, I, I think I care more about getting more than 83 watches uh, on my YouTube videos than, uh, than people joining my Instagram that I occasionally send pictures of my bathroom All right, to. well, we'll focus on at Jack Hazley yeah. on YouTube. The Devil's Advocate is a podcast that I haven't done in six months, but... <laughs> One day, one day it'll be back. But no, other than that, I don't care. Just uh, come see me. Come see a comic. That's that's how you can support me. Awesome, Jack. Thanks. As always, seeing a few. Hell yeah, man. Have a good show, my dude. You as well. So there you have it. Some of the comics that will be performing at Ivory's. And if you haven't been here, whether you come see us do a show, you definitely should pop in Washington Street in Green Bay, piano bar, no dress code, beautiful environment. My one takeaway is I'm really surprised that. Only half the people that we had on said that center of attention was one of right, the reasons right. why they did that. I was for sure we were going to do a clean sweep, yeah. but we didn't, and we had some insightful stuff. Uh, like I said, this is more of a specialty feature of doing it our way. These will be popping up as the idea comes about. We right. really have no plans, but sometimes you got to focus on one thing. We hey. like doing this kind of stuff, and if you guys have ideas on things you'd like us to go out and do and talk about, you know, send them our way. And where can people do that, Chuck? And you can do that on all the socials at Doing It Our Way Podcast. One last time, shout out to Tyler, who's bartending here at Ivory's downtown Green Bay on Washington Street. We out. We're gonna make our dreams come true.